Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the South of Gaza podcast. Today is episode 10. I want to go ahead and jump into the prayer and then jump into the topic. So if you will, bow your heads if you can. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time. Bless this time together. I pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, episode 10 is entitled Restless Leg Syndrome. When you want to move, but God says not yet or no, but not yet. And so I want to start off with the definition, a couple definitions of restless. What is restless leg syndrome? So restless leg syndrome is a condition that causes an uncontrollable urge to move your legs, usually because of an uncomfortable sensation. And then restlessness is the inability to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom. Now, what brought me to this topic? Because it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode came out, episode nine. And I was just feeling real, I was just feeling odd in my spirit. Like, my parents could notice something was kind of off. They're like, eh, you're not acting like your usual self. And I couldn't really give them an answer. I was just, I just knew I was feeling uh, just off, okay? And so I was like, I woke up on Sunday. So I'm recording this on June 29th, 2020. And I called my sister um, the Sunday before, so on the 28th of June, the Sunday. And I, I, was, I called her because I was like, man, I just really need to talk to my sister. And so I called her and I told her about this feeling that I was having. The only way I can describe it is I felt like I was in a hallway like you know like in a hotel where it's just doors on both sides the hallway looks exactly the same and I felt like I was in a hallway and I was standing in front of one door and there was another door behind me so two different rooms and I was just in the hallway waiting and I just felt like I felt like I left one room and was just standing in the hallway waiting for the next door to open and one of the thing one of the first things my sister asked me was what do you feel like you left in the room or what rather what do you feel like was in the room that you just left and that's a paraphrase and that really got me thinking and I kind of told her I was like well I feel like I kind of left some secret sin back there you know some past mindsets about stuff I feel like I just kind of outgrew the season that I was in and I was regularly ready to walk into another season um I was ready to I, I felt like I was leaving singleness behind I was like god I feel like I'm ready to walk in to a kingdom relationship you know, like all those kind of things. And she later asked me, who closed the door to the last room? And I was like, dang, well, I mean, <clears throat> I guess I did. And that really got me thinking. And then side note, my sister, Jasmine, girl, you wise, girl, you wise. You was, you was feeding my spirit that morning. I don't know if you even knew. Like I was literally just in tears because I was frustrated and I didn't know why. And she was just speaking truth to me and helping me to realize, you know, I was the reason why the door was closed. I put myself in the hallway. She also talked about, she was like, you know, she's like, Ray, go back and maybe you need to go back into your room and look around with a new perspective on things you might have missed. And she gave, she she set up this example with an escape room. I don't know if anybody's ever uh, done an escape room. I've done an escape room. It was pretty fun. But the concept of an escape room, the one that I did, there was three different rooms. And to get to the next room, you had to find the key that would let you into that next room. But you had, and each room had differ, uh, differing, varying difficulties with all the clues that you needed. But you had to go in looking at that room with a different perspective 
And if you think you're ready to move to the next room, but you have the wrong key, then you can't go. And so she encouraged me to go back into my room and basically look look at it with a new perspective. Look at all the things that God still has for me to get out of this room, out of this season. And when I say room, I'm speaking of this mental space, this season in life that God has placed me in. And so she encouraged me to go back and, you know, look at it with a different perspective on what is God trying to get out of me in this season? What is God trying to get out of me right now, today? She helped me put a word I put the word to what I was feeling. She was like, I, you know, it's perfect. She's like, it's perfectly, perfectly normal to feel restless. And I was like, restless. That's what I'm feeling. And so after I got off the phone with her, I was like, Jazz, you just gave me a whole podcast idea. And so here we are today, two days later. So some of these things that I'm going to talk about, I got from this website called gotquestions.org. It's a website for biblical questions and then, you know, them people who were responding with answers based on biblical principles. Um, And everything that I read and that I wrote down to talk about today, I believe personally. And then I also kind of added some extra stuff that you'll notice throughout. Um, It's a lot today. I have no idea how long it's going to take. This may end up being a two-parter or may just be like a 25-30 minute one. Let the Lord just carry us where he wants us to go. So I want to start off by saying humans, we as human beings have been restless since the fall. You had, you know, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, so on and so forth. And so, and we know all throughout scripture, David, especially in the Psalms, often speaks about his restlessness. And I want to read Psalm 6, verse 6. It says, and I'm reading out of the NLT, pretty much everything I'll read out today will be out of the NLT version. So in Psalm 6, verse 6, David said, I'm worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. And then uh, in verse 7, he says, my vision is blurry by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all, because of all my enemies. But really I just want to focus on verse 6. I'm worn out from my sobbing. All night I flood my bed with tears, or flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with tears. And we see that restlessness, like I said, is often mentioned all throughout the book of Psalms and all throughout scripture, especially. But David is one of those people that is just really relatable to. To move on to the meat of what I wanted to talk about with this whole topic of restless leg, restless leg syndrome, wanting to move when God has said not yet, I want to talk about four things that can cause like restlessness of your mind, mental restlessness. The first thing, if you're taking notes, go ahead and take some notes because I took notes when I was writing it and I'm gonna keep these notes because they're good. But the first thing that can cause restlessness is worry or anxiety. And from a sermon that I heard called Nothing is Working by Pastor Jerry Flowers out of uh, Houston, Texas, I believe, he talked about worrying. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, that worry says to God, I don't trust you in this area and you end up listening to the devil's lies over the over God's truths. And then so consign note for concern. Concern is a little bit different when you say I'm concerned about something. Concern may disturb you, but it does not rob you, making you making you move out of season. So that's the difference between concern and worry and anxiety. Concern, you'd be like, ooh, that doesn't look good, but I trust you, God. Worry says, oh no, I don't know. What if blah, say blah, what if this happens? What if that happens? Worry says, God, I don't trust you. Concern says, mm, this don't look too good. Like how I'll be looking at my grades halfway through the semester. I'd be like, mm, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not worried because I'm like, God got me through first semester. He can get, got me through second semester. He can get me through to the end and in grad school. 
but I want to jump to Matthew chapter 6, and this is going to be a, a good little chunk of scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And this is something that I'm sure a lot of you have heard before, but we're going to read it again because the word is living and active and it stands the test of time. So Matthew 6, verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more, more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't, have, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Call all your worries, or can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they were. They are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And like I said, that's something that, that's like a key passage when it comes to worrying and anxiety. I definitely have heard it before, but it's great to hear it again because you know, we're in these what if, you know, what if situ scenario is going through our head, worst case scenario is going through our head, and we have to go back to the truth. Guys, Jesus told us, why are we worried? If God is going to feed the birds and clothe the, clothe the flowers or whatever, won't he take care of you, his precious child? Um, and that's something I have to remind myself. And all these things that we're talking about is I was I was it was good for me because I'm restless right now today Rachel is restless and so it's good it's good to hear and if you're not restless today I guarantee you will go through a season where you are restless and this is something you can go back and look uh, listen to uh, especially the scriptures because that's the most important part so yeah so we have worry and anxiety in Matthew now we're going to jump to first Samuel 13 hmm. yeah first Samuel 13 verses six through 14. 1 Samuel 13, 6 through 14. And this is Saul. Saul's been king over uh, Israel. Um, it says, yeah, he was 30 when he first became king and he reigned for 40 years. That was in verse one. Skipping to verse six, it says, the men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in and became uh, and because they were hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Pause. First of all, it says they were hard. They saw what a tight spot we were in. They were in. We know we do not live by sight; we live by faith. But that's that's a whole different episode in and of itself. That that that'll preach itself later. But you know, it says the men saw what a tight spot they were in, and because they were hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in. Caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Once again, hiding that we could we could preach that later. But so verse six, some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad and Gilead. 
Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away, so he demanded, Bring me the burnt offering and the peace, of, uh, the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet and welcome him. But Samuel said, What is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me, and they didn't arrive when, and you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines were at Michmash, ready to battle. So I said, The Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal, and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. How foolish, Samuel, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Mm. Now that is deep. Something we go we can go back and read is how Saul got worried. His anxiety started building up. And that caused him to move out of season. Something, so something to consider. Maybe the opposite of faith isn't fear or doubt, but sight. The opposite of faith may not be fear, but sight. Because we do not live by sight alone. We do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. So that's what happened with Saul. Saul was, he, his men were worried and that anxiety was feeding him and he was becoming worried. And instead, instead of trusting in the Lord, trusting in the, the man of God that God has sent, Samuel, instead of trusting that Samuel's going to come back on time because God is faithful, Saul went out and moved out of season. And if we go back to verse uh, 6, we saw how the men were hiding. They were moving out of season themselves. So they were they were they were letting their emotions and their anxiety and their worry carry them to places that they need not be. They weren't spoke they were they were the men they were the mighty men of Israel. And they was hiding in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns, like some punks. You know, and Saul seeing his men scattered and frantic, instead of staying solid on his core beliefs that okay, my God is faithful, he is not gonna he he anointed me king. And he promised, you know, all this stuff. So I know that he is going to stand the test of time. He's going to come through. He didn't go back and rely on the truths that God told him. Instead, he started believing the devil's lies. Well, well, what if this? And what if this? And oh, no. And so that all those worry and anxiety led him to step out of season. Led him to um, move what he was not supposed to. So... That's just, that's a whole word in of itself. You know, if you get nothing else, hopefully you get all four points. But if you get nothing else, worry and anxiety can cause you to move out of season. And when you move, that restlessness can cause you to move out of season. So you got to be aware. Okay. You got to be aware that you are not, you are not moving because of your worry and anxiety. You are, you are moving because God said it's time to move now. Not because you want to move or because you feel like if you don't move, you're going to miss out. But that's, that's coming later. So number one, worry and anxiety can cause restlessness, mental restlessness. So you got to hone that in. And remember that something to consider. Lots of people talk about, well, the opposite of faith is this. The opposite of faith is that. Okay, it all works together for the good of the Lord, okay? But something else, another way of looking at it, I guess, another perspective is, 
the opposite of faith is sight because we see things but that just because what we see is not necessarily what's happening in the spirit realm or not necessarily what is appearing but so worry and anxiety cause you to move out of season that restlessness will cause you to move out of season missing your blessings and just messing up your life so be very very uh aware the second one that can cause mental restlessness discontentment so another jerry flowers sermon i heard entitled necessary adjustments he said comparison robs you of the ability to discern your oil your anointing and your season i was like that is a word because I find myself struggling with comparison all the time and it sucks, but it's, you know, you just get, you get, you get caught up in yourself really. Um, and comparing yourself to people you see on social media, friends, family, pe- people you see, you're like, man, I want to be there, but you don't know what it took for them to get there. And they're not in the same season that you're in. So that's why I love that quote. And I've shared it with other people before, but I'm sharing with y'all today because comparison robs you of your ability to discern your oil, your anointing, your specific grace for this season. Okay, so we're going to jump to Philippians 4 verses 11 through 13. Another token passage um, when it comes to discontentment. Philippians 4 verses 11 through 13 says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of life in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty, with plenty or little. For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now that's something, especially Philippians 4 13, that's something we hear all the time. Especially when it comes to like building strength and you going through a trial. But when your trial is discontentment, mm, you know, that that kind of, that kind of hits different, you know. But once again, when you're discontent, you got to go back and check why. When you start to feel discontent, you need to ask God to reveal to you, why am I feeling discontent? Why am I feeling this restlessness in my spirit? Could be worry or anxiety, or it could be discontentment. You have to ask God, is this discomfort and restlessness because I'm trying to, because God is trying to elevate me or because I'm trying to, because I'm trying to elevate me. Let me say that again because I kind of stuttered over it. Is this discomfort or restlessness I'm feeling because God is trying to elevate me or is it because I'm trying to elevate me? There's a difference. When God is trying to move you, he'll, he'll if if you're if you're stagnant in a comfortable season, God might induce you because he's trying to birth out of you something that he has, something great he needs you to do or he needs you to accomplish or say. So sometimes you're in a season of discomfort and restlessness because the Holy Spirit is prompting you, which we'll talk about a little later on. But other times you're in a season of restlessness and restlessness and discomfort because you trying to elevate, you trying to induce yourself, and that is what happened with me. It was a little bit of worry and a little bit of anxiety, but it was really some discontentment. I'm trying. I, I moved. I'm sorry. I moved. I tried to. I closed the door. I walked out of my room and stood in the hallway and closed the door behind me. God didn't tell me to leave. Like leave the room. I moved myself because I was like, man, God, I'm tired of this. And God's like, that's real cute, but I'm not done with you. I'm not done with all the things that I need you to get out of this room. There's still some stuff I need you to put on and there's some stuff I need you to take off. And it all has happened in this room because when you move to that next room, 
you can't you have to be you have to be clothed a certain way you can't have all the extra stuff with you you gotta you gotta leave that behind and you gotta carry what i told you to carry so when you feeling so when you feel discontent or you feel restless this discomfort in your spirit ask god take a step back pray fast if you need to fasting is always a tool and ask god to reveal to you why excuse me why do i feel this why am i feeling this discomfort is this me, God? Is this me trying to move myself? Or is this you trying to push me somewhere? Is it you trying to break me out of this comfortable season? Or is it me trying to get out of an uncomfortable season? It's all about perspective, right? So you just got to be praying about that. So number three, third thing that can cause mental restlessness is inactivity. According to the website that I referenced earlier, gotquestions.org, where I got some of this stuff, when you become spiritually restless, the cure is to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and then empower you to walk in obedience. So you have to ask yourself, when it comes to inactivity, what has God called me to do that I keep putting off? And then what has God assigned for me to do that I started and then stopped? That This is also me. It was a little bit of inactivity, a little bit of discontentment, a little bit of worry and anxiety, a little bit of the next one. It was a little bit of everything, you know, it's restlessness. It's all, sometimes it can be all in one. But when it comes to inactivity, are you feeling restless because God is trying to remind you, uh, baby girl, I got something for you to do. I told you, I gave you an assignment. I don't know why you slipping now. That, I believe, was me in this podcast. I feel like God assigned me to talk on this podcast, even if I only got, but... Three listeners, including my grandma, which I love. Even if it's just me, my parents, my friend, my si- and my sister, and my grandma, that's okay because God told me. Oh, I'm gonna say I believe God has assigned me to speak and to use my platform, use the resources available available to me today to speak and encourage others. And so whenever I go off on my little, you know, week or two week hiatus, because I was thinking it was coming up. I was like, man, I ain't done a podcast in a little while, but I just ain't got nothing to say. And then when I was thinking about that a little bit later, I was starting to get restless. And I was like, maybe that's because maybe that was that inactivity. God's like, yeah, I know you ain't said nothing, but I need you to I need you to go sit and I need you to go sit in your closet, your prayer closet, sit on the floor in your room you know, whatever, pray about what I have. What do you want me to say, God? That's what I need you to do. I need you to come to me and ask what you want me to say. And so that inactivity, what is it that God has called you to do or assigned for you to do that you have not been doing or that you keep procrastinating and putting off? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll start the podcast. I'll start the YouTube video. Ah, uh, whatever, you know, what have you, uh, what is it that God has told you to do that you keep, you keep saying, I'm gonna do it later. Or God is to- God, you started because you're like, I'm gonna start walking in swift obedience, Lord, hallelujah. And you start that, and then a couple weeks later, you slip off. Be praying about that too, that inactivity. What is God trying to get you and remind you that you need to be back on your grind? Like I said, that was me in this podcast. I love the podcast, but sometimes I'll be feeling like no one listens, you know? And so I get discouraged and I stop wanting to record and produce. And because I am little anal I have a process that goes into setting up all my equipment and recording and getting the right the mindset it's just a whole deal sometimes and I don't always feel like doing it but I have to remind myself maybe this restlessness that I'm feeling obviously like I said you have to go back to God and be like why am I feeling restless or you speak to your counsel your wise counsel who's going to give you uh, biblical principles to help you understand why you're feeling restless and then you still have to go back to God 
but you know you ask him why are you feeling restless where is this this discomfort coming from it could be like i said worry or anxiety could be discontentment or it could be inactivity you need to be moving and you sitting stagnant so that's just another thing to be aware of the restlessness you may be facing could be the holy spirit prompting you to get back to work like what we was talking about it could be god telling you to go back into your room Look around with a new perspective because there is more that you need to get from your room and more that you need to put down and leave in your room. Like I said, there's some things that inactivity, God's like, I, what you think you, I'm like, you think you going to walk out of here done? He's like, first of all, you ain't never going to be done until the day I come back. Second of all, uh, this season is not how long you want it to be. This season I have you win is how long I need it to be because, and, 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 Something else. Maybe the season you're in, the season I'm in, this restlessness is called is is like I said, your wake up call because you need to be moving when you ain't. So we're gonna read uh, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, and then we're gonna read another passage. So Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty. I'm sure if you read your Bible, you know this is the Great Commission. We're gonna read it anyway because it's a reminder. So Matthew twenty eight. 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All right. And then we're going to read another one. And then we're going to talk real quick. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. 2 Corinthians 5. So verse 20 says, So we are all Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when when we plead, come back to God. Now, both of these tell you what you'll... If you feel like you're in this season of inactivity and you don't know what to do or you don't know what you're supposed to be doing or you forgot what you were supposed to be doing, remember Matthew 28, 18 through 20. 2 Corinthians 5.20, get back on your grind for the Lord. You will always have work to do. You will always need to go out, encourage people, teach people about the gospel. There is, You are always going to need to do that. And I'm speaking to myself, like I said. But there is always time and, and, and a place for you to go out encouraging others, teaching others, helping make disciples. That's always going to be your purpose. That's always going to be your calling, okay? Like I said, if you listen to the last one, Purpose, Calling, and Assignments, you know, that it, that's just a rough overall view. But it, 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 you can have more than one assignment at one time, more than one calling, but your purpose is the same. Even with the purpose that I believe is in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it still is the same. Love God, love people. So it just, you know, it's just worded differently. But your calling, your purpose, your assignments is all encompassing, you know, but if you feel like you're having some inactivity, like I said, you go back to God. Be like, God, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Are you trying to, are you trying to push me into doing something? Um, are you trying to get me back on something? Trying to get me back back to work? Trying to get me to do something? Go back and do something? Uh, listen to the spirit, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, um, because it may be time for you to get back to work. And like I said, um, you can go back and listen to some of my past episodes, like episode 9, which talks about your purpose, your calling, and your assignments, like I said, as well as episode 7, which talks about taking responsibility for the things that God has placed on the inside of you. 
episode seven is called My Talent, My Responsibility. And that it kind of goes with purpose and calling and assignments. But it all, like I said, it's all encompassing. It all works together. You have a, If God is giving you the ability to do something, that's God telling you that's an assignment. There's an assignment in there. There's an assignment in your gifting. There's a calling in your gifting that you have to be looking for, searching for, um, asking God to give you revelation for um, insight for it so that you can be you can start working so you won't be inactive you know you won't you won't be inactive because you're gonna be moving for the whole for the holy ghost you know you're gonna be working for the lord and so moving on to the last one so we had quick recap we had you may be feeling restless because of worry or anxiety maybe feeling restless because of discontentment you may be feeling restless because of ooh, inactivity and then lastly, but not least, this is just the last one I wrote down. I'm sure there's lots more other reasons why you could be restless. But number four, you could be restless because of a gentle voice. So maybe this restlessness that you're facing is God trying to warn you to keep you from doing something that you aren't supposed to do. We know that God is in everything, but we need, we need discernment from God to know when God is in fact speaking to us. So if we we'll go to 1 Kings 19, we're going to read 10, verses 10 through 13. Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. Oh, I'm sorry. I overread. I mean, go ahead and read all of it. The Bible's great. But we were just supposed to focus on 10 through 13. So let's read 13 over again. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? God will sometimes give us promptings, gut feelings, or whatever he needs to guide you and tell you and speak to you similar with this inactivity in the holy spirit prompting you to get back to work the holy spirit could also be prompting you to not do something like if you are single um speaking for myself i haven't done this but it's always a it's always a chance that i may end up slipping up so i gotta be on my grind you know but if you're single and you're just so desperate for a relationship that you the first dude who come at you he kind of cute you be like oh, i know what and you start dating him and then you feel you get this gut feeling in your spirit like this ain't this ain't hitting right this dude something off about this dude something off about this whole thing that's that gut feeling that's the holy spirit telling you don't do it that's that restlessness you facing you can't sleep it's not because he's the this dude that you just randomly picked up is the one it's probably because he ain't the one and you know it deep down and god is trying to tell you don't do it you know i have something better for you so that's just one example but there's lots of other examples when it comes to a job you know you're ready to move on with your job you hate your job the next job you see you only get paid a little bit more 
it's sort of in your in your expertise. It's sort of what you want to do, but it's not the the job that you have vision for that God has given you vision for. But you take it just because you want to get out of your old job. That gut feeling you feel, just just as you're about to accept or send the email and be like, you know what, I accept the position. That's the Holy Spirit telling you, don't do it. Deny that. That is not what I have for you. I want to go and read Romans 8, 14, and then Galatians 5, 26, and then 25, and then we'll be almost done. So Romans 8, 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And then Galatians 5, 16, and then 25 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And then 25 Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And then it says in 26, let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you if you let it, if you listen to it. But it's all about listening. It's about being aware. The the fact that Jesus, God spoke in a gentle voice, a gentle whisper, it's because you have to intentionally be seeking out his voice to hear him. Because all the chaos all around you is loud. And it's very easy to miss God's prompting, to miss the Holy Spirit's prompting, miss that voice. So you have to be intentionally looking for it. That comes through prayer, fasting, devotion time, you know, spending time in worship and in praise and in meditation over the word. That's how you build up your, your ability to hear God's prompting. That's pretty much it. All I got. This was about as long as I thought it was going to be. I want to quickly recap, though, four things that can cause restlessness of your mind. That restless leg syndrome. You want to move and God said no or God said not yet. Could be worry or anxiety. It could be discontentment. It could be inactivity or it could be God trying to tell you, don't do it, you know, Or do it. That was a lot. But if you made it to the end, congratulations. And thank you for listening. I hope this blessed you as much as it blessed me. And I hope you were able to receive a revelation from this. Or just just an encouragement from this. Uh, Remember, restlessness is completely normal. But it should raise some red flags. Some spiritual flags should tell you it's time for a heart check. and And some spiritual maintenance. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out and leave y'all to the rest of y'all's day, I suppose. So the Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this time to talk about restlessness in our spirit, mental restlessness, God. I thank you, Lord, just for my sister and for all the people who may listen to this message. I pray, Lord God, that you will just continue to build your walls of protection around us, around our nation, around our, our the world, Lord God. And I pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Once again, this is Ray Michelle. You can follow your girl on Instagram. Um, And I'll talk to you guys later.